make yourself determined to find this one thing. And let your determination be so strong that it forces the body to become conducive to the process that will get you there. Holding strong to your motivation. Shoulders are correct, even, relaxed. Your back is comfortable and yet firm and straight. Your head and neck are centered. There are no conscious effort to hold them in place. Mouth, teeth, tongue resting in their natural places. Your eyes conducive to meditation. For you, closing them might be more conducive. Or perhaps having them open may be more conducive. And yet, for others, half open might be most the most conducive. Choose the one that you find most conducive. With that determination, with your intention to go into deep meditation, to make your mind the best instrument to find this one thing. Already your body is starting to cooperate. You feel a sense of ease in the body itself. And the sense of ease is deepening more and more with every breath. Then take your attention now to the breath. Just watching it. You're not trying to control the breath. You're not trying to even chase away distractions. You're not trying to even force the mind to focus. While you're breathing out, are you aware and know that you are breathing out? While you're breathing in, are you aware and know that you are breathing in? That is your only concern. Keeping part of the mind still on the breath, have another part, go back to the posture, to the body, to make sure that it is indeed conducive for meditation, that there is stability and comfort in the body. And if there are any strains in the body, you try to make it as comfortable as possible. Make whatever corrections you need to make, whatever adjustments you need to make, so the posture can be as comfortable and as stable as you can make it. So you don't need to consciously have to worry about the posture. And as you are making the necessary adjustments, after you've made the necessary adjustments, and you feel that sense of confidence in the stability and comfort of the body, and just continuing to observe the breath, Breathing in, know you're breathing in. Breathing out, know you're breathing out. 
breathing in, nor you are breathing in. In this way, intend to keep the continuity of awareness unbroken as you follow the breath from one cycle to the next up to 21 cycles. sense of ease become your your resting place for the mind. Let the mind rest in the sense of ease. However deep it gets, that's where your mind will be. sense of ease, bring your attention to the space in front of you, at the level of your eyebrows about a prostration's distance from you. While focusing in that space, start thinking about or asking yourself who or what will help you get to that knowing, that one thing 
that will empower you to remove the sufferings of all that will empower you to bring true happiness to all who or what when you rely on them they get you there infallibly your guide the means to achieve that aim is in that space that you're focusing in it appears in a bright form or bright presence once you have that tug in your heart that measure of conviction hold on to it as though it's the only thing that exists as though it's the only thing that matters ignoring all else holding on to that measure of conviction show your reverence in your mind prostrate completely entrust yourself take refuge place yourself under the protection of this guide this infallible means to achieve your aim you own that makes you happy and offer them. Think of the things that no one owns that makes you happy and offer them. Think of things that exist only in your imagination and offer them. from the obstacles of dysfunctional guilt admit your faults admit the actions committed under their influence holding a deep intelligent sense of regret again turn to the, the teacher the guide in front of you the embodiment of the three jewels and take refuge seeking protection from your bad habits seeking guidance and strength to overcome them your own capacity with the intention to cancel whatever negative potential you may have collected think of something to do
some virtuous action, whether it is in the mind or done with speech or with the body. Make a promise to do it. Think of a definite period of time. And make a promise. smallest act of merit to the merits of fully enlightened beings. sense of ease, notice if it is the same as when you started, if it is deeper, and strengthen your resolve, your determination to remain in this ever-deepening sense of ease. And from within the sense of ease, now let your heart embrace all beings, reviewing, feeling this compassion and love for all of them. Again, turn your mind to your teacher, the guide in front of you. And this all-embracing compassion, while looking at the teacher, you come to realize that you are now in con connection, contact with all enlightened beings through the teacher. And immediately, you beg them to please help sentient beings wherever they have manifested an appearance. Please turn the wheel of the Dharma. Show beings how to truly end their pain, to find true happiness, to stay for as long as it takes. Again, review a 
that you're about to meditate, what you're about to meditate on. And feel the passion of your determination. And dedicate the merit you've gained so far through this pretty merit. May every part of your body cooperate. you seek is appearing in that bright form in front of you, wishing to be closer, either a deeper understanding. Ask the teacher to come to the crown of your head. Feel that bright presence now above your head, facing the same direction as you are. Again, recall the determination. You need to get to that knowing so you can truly put an end to suffering wherever it is and wherever there are beings you want to place them in true happiness. Whatever is obstructing you, may you be free. Whatever realizations you need, may you gain them. beg the teacher for blessings to that end. <coughs> See the obstacles of being prone to distraction filled with one-pointed concentration. The weak analysis, the weakness in your analysis, driven away. And the powerful analysis of the Buddhas, of the Guru, fill your mind. within you to become inseparable. And once you're able to catch the wave of that conviction, hold on to it and see the point of light, that bright presence becoming a point of light, that realization descending through the crown of your head as that point of light. 
meeting your mind at your heart center and becoming inseparable with your mind and for a flash of a moment or so there's another conviction that you have become inseparable find that hold on to it for however long you can attention back to the breath staying away Hello everyone, welcome. Ah. So we've reached the second or second major part of the contemplation part in the in the Heart Sutra. Uh, if you remember uh, from last time, the it is sort of like it's understood by all the by the audience who's listening that they already have an understanding about that uh, the person, an entity that is completely separate from any of the five, uh, five uh, heaps, that's there, that, they, that there could exist such an entity but that you might call the person or an owner of the five heaps. So they, they all, it's already understood that they already uh, see that there is no such thing. So when they see that there is no such thing, now they have the five heaps to deal with, and that's where the Avadhikteshwara uh, uh, begins. Now let's look at the five heaps. Okay. Now, do they have true existence? In the same way, when you were looking, when there is a sense of the person, and you look at the per- and you and you look for the true existence. That is, you know, by true existence, you know, uh, inherent existence. So, it, when you when you look at the person and you see that there is no true existing person or there is no inherently existing person and now you're looking at the five heaps so uh, the habit of the mind is to quick, quickly grab onto those 
and then apply inherent existence to them. And now Avodah begins, now let's look at those five heaps. Okay. Uh, and Avodah took the first heap form, or matter, or the body. Okay. So in the same way, when you are doing the meditation on the person, the, the person must appear clearly in your mind. And then you examine it. Okay. And, you, and what, you, what is it that you're examining? What am I really looking at that I'm calling the person? Is there a person there? Okay. So now, looking at form, what, do, what appears to the mind when, you look at, when, when there's form, when, there, when you're looking at form? And is there a real existing form there? What am I really looking at? Okay. And when you uh, examine form, you discover that when you're looking for form and nothing but form, you, find you come up empty. Okay? And this empty that you come up with, uh, you arrive at this empty by looking for true... When you have form in front of you and you're looking for true form. Okay? In the same way that you did... Uh, uh, in, in, the, in the next verse, in the same way that you did for form, now Avarukteshwara says, Deshindu, Torwa. In the same way, so is feeling. Okay. So that means now you're supposed to look, do the same thing for feeling. Have it appeal to your mind. What is feeling? Well, in this case, uh, in the Buddhist uh, uh, context, when they say feeling, they're talking about the three kinds of feelings that comes up in the mind. And then you look at that. Is there something in there that is just feeling and nothing but feeling? Okay. Just like in the body, is there a one entity that is just body and nothing but body? Okay. And in the same way that, that you did with the feeling, now you do with the rest of the five heaps. Deshindu, Tsorwa Dang, Tushe Dang, Tuche Dang, and Nambar Shiva. That's, uh, well, different translations for them. Dushe uh, is, in this, what I have is translated as thought. Uh, uh, Duce is volition. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the way I'm thinking of volition, I'm thinking of wanting to do something. Mm. Right? So I don't know how this got to be translated as volition. But I'm sure they have some good reason. And then consciousness. That's the one that I <laughs> remember. <laughs> uh, now, for the Sanskritists in the audience. <laughs> uh, there are two versions. Maybe just the, the, the version in the transliteration. And uh, for the Sanskritists, uh, I apologize to your ears for what you, for the sound I'm about to make. <laughs> okay. So, and he wants, this one says, Evam, Eva, Vedana, Samgnya, Samskara, Vignana, Shunyani. So a little bit of a difference. I have no idea what that means, the difference. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you have to begin, you have to go back, take these same take these same uh, list of things and you have to do for each one of them the same thing you did for form beginning with 
where Avarukteshwara is looking at form and then thoroughly looking at it and finding after looking thoroughly at it that that by in in, in terms of in in in, in, the, in the sense of uh, self nature it is empty. That's what you have to do with each one of those. Okay? Don't just look at a feeling and then and then try to uh, impose upon your uh, upon your perception that empty space. You have to arrive at it the same way you arrive at it when you are doing form. Okay. Beginning. So if you want to take the the sutra as your guiding point, where to go? So it, it's where where it says where it lists the five pumbongapo deda. Okay. The five heaps should be viewed as empty in actuality. Well, that's this uh, they are empty. Okay. They are not absolutely empty of existence. Alright, so that's what we sort of covered last time. Now we get to the <coughs> part, uh, the, the verse for, for tonight. Okay. And it's uh, very nice. Well, all of it is very nice. <laughs> Uh, so after you've done everything now with the five heaps, now you're going to be looking now. Your now you look at the your mind as uh, you have looked at the gross objects, the things that appeal to your mind without uh, without much effort. They appeal to your mind easier. Okay. Now you're going to look at a phenomena that are not so easily uh, that do not appear to the mind as easily as the five heaps. Now you're looking at more subtle phenomena, and they all have to do with those five heaps. Okay. I'll begin with the Tibetan. Sharibu de tawena chö tamche tombani de temi meba makeba magapa dima meba dima dangjawa meba jiwa meba kanwa meba o. Uh, I'm gonna, if if have a little patience, I'm gonna try with the <laughs> Sanskrit. Iha, Iha. Sound like you know, somebody from Texas on it. Iha. <laughs> Maybe it, it, it's a southern uh, Sanskrit. Is <laughs> okay. Evam Shariputra Sarvatama Sunyata Lakshana Anupana Aniruta Amala Vimala Anuna Asampurna It's about the same, just the beginnings it's that one word is different. And the beautiful thing about the, the, the um, I, I, I see it as a, you know quite uh, the genius. I'm going to keep saying that uh, all all the time. The genius of the Tibetan in translating the Sanskrit. And when you look at this, the, the 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 Tibetan, you can sort of make out the Sanskrit a little bit, even though you don't know Sanskrit. But the English doesn't help that much. Okay. <laughs> Sharibhu, so this is Avarikteshwara addressing Sharibhu. Detawena, 
in the same way in in the same way in the same way as well in the same way that you found emptiness with the five heaps and then senyimeba that's characteristics okay so here Shariputra all phenomena are emptiness well this one says emptiness are empty they are without characteristics they are not originated not terminating not impure nor immaculate not deficient nor complete yeah, you're not familiar with these kinds of translations right? <laughs> so Shariputra all phenomena are empty okay all phenomena. So, that, so just examining one phenomena and keeping in your mind that it is, it is almost as if you're looking at every single phenomena. Okay? Any existent. Looking at one phenomena and thinking that this is an example of any existent. Okay? And when you finally arrive that as far as self-nature is concerned, it is empty. Now, that phenomena... And here it says it is without characteristic. What does that mean? It is without characteristics. No, we already talked about self-nature. No, it, it, it's characteristics. Signless, I think. See, you people are too advanced. <laughs> There's nothing you can say about it. There has no, no specific quality. <laughs> the lid. So the color, the, the material, all those things, right? Those are the characteristics of the cup. Now, the cup that you, that ignorance is holding onto, that you are looking for, the self-nature of the cup, okay? When you look for that and you don't find it, does that have characteristics? Does that cup have characteristics? Hmm? The one you don't find has characteristics. Yeah. The one what you don't find. It has <laughs> all those knocks. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I, I know what you're, talk, you're talking about. You're talking about the one you think is a cup. The one you think is a cup. The one you think is a cup. The one you thought was a cup. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the one you thought was a cup. Right. Does it have characteristics? I guess I'm trying to does, say. Does it? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, uh, remember. Okay, I'm putting the cup here again. I'm not. You can remember. Okay. And then we are looking for something that is just cup. Okay. Among the things that is appearing, presenting themselves to us. Okay. And, wh- and whatever we point to, it's not cup. So we remove it. And because we are looking for cup, and finally we arrive, we come up with absolutely nothing, empty. So that, that we have arrived at, is it pure? Is it impure? Can it grow? Can it shrink? Okay? So that's one way of looking at, of, of, of saying, Senyimbeba, Makeba, Magapa, and so forth. That, that it doesn't have, that which you finally arrive at, there are no characteristics to it. Now, what's the, con- what's, what's the connection of, of, arrive, of having to say that? The cup that you thought existed, the self-existent cup, you thought it had characteristics. Mm-hmm. So the uh, uh, I'm sure you, you have, you've heard this example before. 
but I haven't said it in a long time, but I probably never said it, maybe well, but it's going to bring back, back some memories. <laughs> the self-existent person that makes you angry, okay? The self-existent person who makes you angry. If that self, in your mind, that self-existent person has characteristics, it's because of, self, if because of those characteristics of that self-existent person, that's why you feel justified to be angry with that person, right? But when you look for that, when you really look for that self-existent person that makes you angry, and you come up empty, so that person, the, 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 those characteristics that you are ascribing to it, doesn't apply. It doesn't have any characteristics, because it doesn't exist to have any characteristics. And it, doesn't, it, it was never born, we thought it was born, we thought you know, when, when the parents gave birth to that, that self-existent person. The beautiful piece that I had before I met this person, now he's now gone, now my mind is completely afflicted. Now this affliction that, is, that, that, that came up because I'm thinking about the characteristics of that person, I'm thinking about, uh, about all those things that that person did to me. Now when I finally realized that that person that I thought existed as giving rise to those uh, afflictions, doesn't exist, and then all those little things that, all of those little things, the characteristics of that person, also don't exist. And because that person was never born, that self-existent person was never born. There's no object for me. To, uh, uh, there's no object for my anger anymore. My <coughs> anger will go away. The, the, or the uh, the afflictions, the disturbance in my mind will go away because it has no object. Okay. Sorry, can I, I just have a question at the end of the discussion about no characteristics. Uh-huh. Or should I just ask you now? Well, uh, well, I'm going <coughs> to continue. Maybe it's, it, will, uh, it, will, uh, it will come up. Okay. Uh, so, and when you, when you realize and you, when you, and you tell your ignorant mind that self-existent person doesn't exist, so that the self-existent person was never born anyway in the first place, then you are free of that disturbance. That is, you have to, it will, will fall away. The characteristics, the birth, the, the when, that, when, when will that self-existent person die or, <laughs> or go away or move to a, to a different country. Maybe to a different planet, maybe. <laughs> okay. And will will that person uh, uh, will those awful characteristics increase? Will it decrease? Do you have to be worrying about those things anymore? And is that person pure or impure? When will that person finally have some purity or not? Do we have to worry about those things anymore? Okay. So that's uh, you could say a, a psychological way of, of of how emptiness, looking at the emptiness of something, helps. Now. Another, another, another uh, way to look at it. Okay. So that thing, uh, it, that that uh, conclusion that we that we arrive at when we are looking for the true existence of that thing, that we don't find, that thing itself. Looking at it, you don't find those attributes, characteristics, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Okay. But also, go back to the cup. Okay. Go back to the cup. Or go back to the person, not the self-existent person, okay? the conventional person. That definitely has characteristics, right? 
it definitely came to came to existence at some point in time. They had a birth. That okay. Those things that appear to you, you have to consider them also the same way as you considered form. What are you calling characteristic? Can you really find characteristic? Now this is where the meditation on emptiness is becoming uh, a bit difficult. Not because of the process again, but because of the object that is difficult to, 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 to grasp. Just pure characteristics itself. Can you find pure characteristics? Can you find pure birth? Can you find, no, in the same way, looking for a form, can you find something that is appearing to you that is form in nothing but form? Can you find something that is characteristic in nothing but characteristics? Can you find something, because if it has to be characteristic, in the same way you apply characteristic in the general form, that's, how, that's what it must always be. Let me, let, let me look, look at the... Uh, the cup, for example, right? And take out one of those characteristics, right? When you, when you take the characteristic out and you're looking at it by itself, okay, the handle, for example, it's no longer attached to the cup, now it's just a handle. Wait a minute. Wasn't it just a characteristic? Now I'm calling it what? <coughs> handle. And it, it has characteristics. Well, only characteristic, when you take it out, you would, you, you, would, you, would, you, would, you would say, oh, that's characteristic of cup. You wouldn't say, oh, that's a handle. You wouldn't call it broken handle even. <laughs> okay, you say, oh, characteristic of cup. And then you look at it under the microscope, you see the little tiny characteristic of cup. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It's only a very good teacher in that word. Yeah. It's a very good teacher because you can apply it across. Yeah. And, 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 that's, and that's what you tell your mind. When sometimes when your mind is not quite understanding what, what the search is about. You're looking for what is only, only. Keep that word in your mind. Only that. And nothing else but that. Okay. So that's characteristic. And, and then, now look at Senimeba, Makeba. Makeba means, was, uh, was ne- uh, never, ne- ne- did not, never uh, arose. Okay. Never, no birth. Now look at, and to take birth, because birth, is a, is a when you uh, always apply it to something. Can you t- uh, can you take birth and look at it and it's always going to be a birth? <laughs> can you look at termination, death, and it, when and extract it, and it will only be that. And it it becomes the same thing as form. When you were looking at form, you thought there was only form there, and when you look at it, and whatever you point to, it's not form. When you look at birth and it's you're able to have it appear in front of you, whatever you point at, thinking that you're pointing at birth, you emptiness is in a way telling you the very nature of things, or the very existence of things, is due to lack of selfishness. For anything to exist, there must be no selfishness whatsoever. Every single part of the cup has abolished its selfhood so that this phenomena called cup can exist because if the handle refused to be the handle of the cup the cup would not have a handle okay now also 
characteristic. If it wasn't for something to have characteristic, there would be no such thing as characteristic. And again, look at characteristic in a sense of like looking at the pure, 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 uh, pure, looking at the pure cup, looking at the cup. Okay, if uh, the cup is an, uh, uh, a cooperation of a bunch of not cups, characteristic itself is a cooperation of a bunch of not characteristics. And what we are calling the arising of something, that is also an, uh, uh, an amalgamation, makes up the cup. Whenever you have the proper things which are not arising, coming together, that's why you have a rising. So, if you want something to arise, if you want to see the, if you want to experience a phenomena of the arising of virtue, the arising of whatever, what, it's not, you, you go in the universe and find arising of that something and then you, you, you in, I don't know, ingest it or something or do something, is that, what those things that must come together for that thing to arise, that's what is arising of that thing. Like uh, the, the, the sprout, you, you think, uh, you think, think of, uh, when you think of arising, you think, uh, it's easier to think of the example of a, of the sp- a sprout. Okay? At what point is it arising? At what point did it become a sprout? You can't really find it. But there is something that we call, oh, it became a sprout. back to my question. I'm having a little trouble applying that to the characteristic of being relative. So that emptiness of the cup is relative to the cup, mm-hmm. right? And, and all things that are relative. So to say for relative to come together is a bunch of non-relative. Yeah. But I don't, I can't fathom. For that e- phenomena relative to exist, when you look for it, it's a bunch of not-relatives. That's what I can't imagine. No, have relative really come to your mind and see what's, really, what's there. Just like when you have the cup coin in your mind and you see it and you're pointing at it, what is it that your finger get, touches? Is it touching relative or is it touching color or is it touching like the cup, touching handle? Mm-hmm. In the same way, Jeshindu. What's the Sanskrit? <laughs> Evam. Well, Ivam or Iha. No, that one is, doesn't mean. Uh, do we mean relative or do we mean subjective? You say relative, relative is relative to something one, relative to something else, mm-hmm. which is its opposite. Mm-hmm. So it's so you can't have the relative without the concept of absolute. You can't have the appearance of absolute without the appearance of relativity. <laughs> All those things need to come together to point to relative, so yeah. relative itself doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you can only apply that when, because of other things. Mm-hmm. If it weren't for other things, you wouldn't be talking about relative too. Mm. That, was, that was why you had your hands up? Yeah, you, no, I was 
Okay. Emptiness, uh, right? It has none of these things. And also, whatever we call calling pure, whatever we are calling immaculate, it is that way because it is ultimately not that. Or think of it in terms of uh, on the relative side of things, relativity side of things, or what's the other word for relativity? The conventional, the conventional side of things. Whatever, it, whatever appears to exist, it appears to exist because of those specific causes, the specific conditions that comes together for it. If it wasn't so, if it wasn't for specific causes and conditions, nothing would there wouldn't be such a phenomenon as arising. Now listen to this. If it wasn't for specific conditions, specific causes, there wouldn't be such a thing as terminating. There wouldn't be such a thing as death. Okay. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> and pure or impure, and it, you see how it's going through, it's, it's like taking you where you are and then taking you to where you would aspire to and at, and at the same time giving you why, what is, what is making you uh, somewhat stuck in, in where you are. So we aspire to a purity, but we think that impurity that, that we are exhibiting are somehow, and that itself is not, it's not in the sense of uh, what is thrown at you, but it's just the coming together of those things that when they get together, give the appearance of impurity. So when you understand that, for, for purity to manifest, all you have to do is the same thing. Those con- causes and conditions that comes together, that produces purity, when they are there together, then purity will manifest. And deficient and complete, that's a, that's a not bad definition, actually, uh, translation. So in the same way that you are uh, you feel that you, you have, you're deficient as far as knowledge is concerned. That itself is a condition brought about by its proper causes and its proper conditions. And if you don't want that, and if you want to have more, uh, uh, if you want to uh, experience full knowledge, fullness, then that itself is a phenomenon <coughs> that requires what? For you to go up in the universe look for fullness? You have to look for all those things which are not in themselves fullness, that when they are together they give the appearance of fullness. And what are those things that are not fullness that gives the experience of fullness? Or in a, uh, let, let's look at fullness in the sense of, of fully enlight- full enlightenment. Did you go and get a full enlightenment pill? Did you go get a full enlightenment? Is a uh, correct view full enlightenment? But you need it because it's one of those components when it's come together with other things, give the appearance of full enlightenment. That's what full enlightenment is. Now, in the same way, you have to think back of, of the person that Chaliputra is talking to after seeing that, ah, there is, no, there is no person who owns the five heaps. And then the person is now stuck on the five heaps. Okay? So, in the same way, when you say, oh, bodhicitta, correct view, renunciation, those things, when you, which are not in themselves full enlightenment, when they come together, you have full enlightenment. So now don't do the same thing with the five heaps 
and go, okay, where's the, where's the, where's bodhicitta, the bodhicitta atom, so I can bring it here, and then the bodhicitta, the uh, correct view atom, and then the uh, renunciation atom. The same thing with full enlightenment is the same thing with bodhicitta. Is recognizing all beings as your mother bodhicitta? Is having, is compassion bodhicitta? Is taking responsibility bodhicitta? So all those things which are not bodhicitta, when they come together, then you can have bodhicitta. Now, I want you to get to the uh, a point where I would uh, call it the, when you're thinking about emptiness. Uh, okay, <laughs> you come up with this void. Okay, what, what's the point? How is this going to transform me into some you know, in- incredible being? Coming up empty all the time. <laughs> okay. But first, you have to get to that point. Okay. Or always arriving at this empty. Arriving at this empty. Arriving at this empty. And the, the, the non-transformative experience is connected to the very beginning. Your conviction about what exists. If you don't have that conviction, if you don't bring it up, then that experience, when you look at that empty, it's not going to be much of a transformative experience. Okay. When you really believe that person is the cause of my uh, problems, of my pain, and you're convinced about it, and then you really look for that person, why? If that person if you're convinced is that person is the cause of your problem or that condition or that situation is the real cause of your problem, you're convinced about, of it. Now, now you go look for it. What is your intention going to be once you find it? Are you justified to be angry? Yeah, justified to be angry. And what, what, what should you do? If I'm convinced that is the real source of my problem, once I find that thing, I want to destroy it because I don't want to have any problems. Now, when you're really holding on to that conviction and, and you're looking and you're looking, and there, there must be a part in your mind that believes that's going to find it. After you've done your, your reading on emptiness, you're not going to find it. So, if you're doing the, the meditation, even you have some degree of, uh, of stability in your mind and you already have this prejudice, I'm not going to find anything, and, y- and yet you're angry about something, once you arrive at this, at, at this, uh, this appearance of nothing, you just made that up. You made that hole. <laughs> you made that void. You made that emptiness. You didn't arrive at true emptiness, at true finding. And the mind is very tricky, and it will do that for you. Okay? You've, it's already well trained to produce this thing called samsara. And an expert at it. And it will find many ways of making sure samsara continues. <laughs> Even to the point of making you think you're seeing emptiness when you're not. So holding on to that conviction, I am going to find true existence. It must be there. And then you do the search. And 
when you when you uh, when the gross object doesn't exist, then the mind will 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 uh, uh, almost by instinct grab onto the to, to, to those more subtle uh, part of it. Okay, and that's why the Art Sutra is taking us now to meditating on those more subtle on more subtle parts of the phenomena. And it seems, I think that this, one of the disappointments is that we are hoping that we arrive at emptiness and we go through it and then we, when, and then we come out exactly the way we want to come out. Here's emptiness. Now I've done all the job that I need to do. Now let me, let me become a fully enlightened being. What you... What you what what is it what is what are we what is it that we keep discovering here? You gotta do something. <laughs> In order for you to reach enlightenment, you gotta do something. You gotta collect all those things which are not enlightenment that when they come together give the appearance of enlightenment. Arriving at this void, your job is not over. Okay, I think that's the hope we 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 wish we, we wish we, uh, because it's a pain to be ethical to be watching your behavior all the time. <laughs> it's a pain trying to force yourself to love somebody who's difficult to love. Why struggle? Just go through emptiness and then you come out. You know you're already enlightened. You don't have to go through that. Sorry, that's not what emptiness is telling you. It's actually telling you, you better get those things. You will continue to exist whether you want to or not. How you exist, that's up to you. Okay. If you don't do anything, what you've collected already, they will continue to produce without you doing anything. When you truly understand Emptiness. That there should be, there should also be accompanying that, an, uh, 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 an enthusiasm to to gather those things that, that that will bring about the appearance of what you want to appear. If there's no such enthusiasm, you didn't arrive at emptiness. Your mind created something to make you shut up. Okay. Because you know it's tiring. I mean, I should be watching TV, and this guy sitting down, what, what, uh, trying to trying to look at nothing. <laughs> give him nothing. Give him nothing quick. <laughs> okay. And you quick. That is their nature. If it's something you don't like, its nature is empty. If it's because of all those things that are not it coming together to produce it, that's why it appears. If it's something that you want. It's because of all those things that are not it that appears they come together that gives you the appearance of that of that thing. There is not a third option. Going through the void of emptiness is not going to give you the third option. I wish sometimes, you know. <laughs> I gotta be nice to everybody. Okay, then uh, it's going to get 
Now, it's, it's the Avarakteshwara uh, uh, is going to go into looking at more, even more subtle phenomena after the, after this list. Okay, and let's go back. It will go back again, and just keep from the the, the thing we had from the very beginning. Keep that in mind. It doesn't go away somewhere. It's, we're building upon it, building upon it, building upon it, building upon it. Okay, you uh, you can do it the same way as th- that you did form. Okay. All right. So. 8.37. Is that the correct time? Whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's because of all those things which are not 8.37 coming together. That's why. bring the posture that is conducive to meditation, (coughs) legs, hands, elbows, shoulders, back, head and neck, (coughs) mouth, teeth, tongue, eyes, Try to have as vivid of a memory as you can of the sense of ease you had prior to the break. And let the vividness of this memory infuse your present state so you somehow feel already in that sense of ease. Observe five cycles of breath. induce the meditative state that is conducive for this meditation. Giving the mind a sense of freedom to roam free and finding a sense of ease in that sense of freedom. Roaming through this room, whatever comes, let it go to it. and actually having a palpable sense of the sense of ease or pleasant experience from feeling free and you want to deepen the sense of freedom the sense pleasant sense pleasant sensation 
absent of outside, floor absent of room, space absent of floor, room, outside, consciousness absent of space, floor, room, outside, the concept nothing in itself has no consciousness, no floor, no space, no room, no outside. And the mind at complete rest. absent of even conceptualization of nothing. And be let yourself your analysis. So first make vividly, make a vivid appearance of what you're going to analyze. Me, for example. And once you have a vivid sense of me appearing, then you analyze what is exactly that is appearing in front of you. Is it really me, nothing but me? And whatever is not me, remove it, looking for me.
Be aware of the tranquil state of the And make strong wishes that whatever problem they are experiencing, that they may be free of them. Whatever happiness exists, that they may come to experience them. Make your wishing so strong, it's as if you're willing it to happen. Bring your attention back to the breath, staying with the breath, slowly become aware of the body starting with the top of the head, keep going until you reach your toes. 